Welcome to Nerds Who Get Laid. Sometimes. And I am your host, always late, Nathaniel. Nathan. Yeah, Nathan was later Buckle than me man. tonight. That's impressive. Yeah. I've been getting uh, shit because I decided to go get hip-hop chicken. Which took <laughs> an hour. Through the drive-thru. Yeah. And it's and across the fucking yeah, street. Yeah, it's like across the parking lot from where I live. Yeah, it, it's not even a block away. I mean, it's literally so across the street. So now our stalker street. listeners know where you live, right? Yeah. <laughs> he lives in the haunted house behind him. <laughs> <laughs> um, with me tonight is the regular Gruesome 3, mm-hmm. Ray, Mike, and TJ. Yep. Blaze is still gay and dead. Yeah, Blaze. To us, he's dead. It's just dead. And gay to everybody. <laughs> yes. Especially dudes at truck stop bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's on I 75. He's definitely a. Uh, and I 10. Oh, I 10. He gets around. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, he's like, hey, if you if you let me blow you, could you uh, could you off. drive me to the other rest stop on I 10? I'm getting really uh, tired of the taste of uh, 75 penises. Yeah. <laughs> like, the semen on I 10 is just from more places. Yeah. And it just, you get a varied cornucopia <laughs> of semen flavors. Yeah. There's just a lot more uh, pineapple and orange stands yeah. on I 10. <laughs> and uh, apparently people are picking them up. So, Blaze, if you're not listening to this, and we know you're not, gargle one down for us. Buddy, yeah. So uh, enough about us. I'm uh, I'm ready to turn it over to the news. Here it comes. News about comics, movies, video games, and more. Marvel comics. The only thing that Ray really wants to talk about. Wait, what's that? This just in. Extra, extra. Read all about it. You can tell us more news and about Marvel, Ray. Now well, let's turn so it over to Ray with the news. This. Come on, Ray. <laughs> I thought we were just still talking about how much fun Nate had doing that. I All actually right. hated every minute. The, the one sentence pretty much covered the whole topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in the news today, we had um, it was like, I had, I had to, welcome. What to, the hell is going on? What in kind here? of it's Mickey like Mouse organization? It's like we're interrupting Ray's dinner <laughs> podcast. Yeah. He's like. Drinking and eating chicken. Asking his wife yeah. to bring him napkins. Yeah. And she just like fucking like karate. Now, like frisbee throws them out Now let's space. be fair to Allison. Ticker tape. He didn't her ask her to bring napkins. Oh, he did. He just very loudly oh, he said, had a statement. It was more of a, a statement than more a of order. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. See, so that's more. You don't belong in here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, there goes Ray sometimes. Misogyny <laughs> right over there. So, uh, in the news, apparently they are uh, Blade, Blade Runner 2. Not Blade 2. Not like Blade 2, like I told you earlier. They <laughs> already is, made that. Is a go. And Harrison Ford's on board. <laughs> of course he is. Good. I guess once you get to like 65, 70, it's time to rehash all the shit you did in your He's 20s. Like, Dude, you guys don't have me on nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, if I were to do that, <laughs> it would be working at a dead end job. <laughs> so, I mean, they're still more successful than me. You know, what really is, is like his agent calls him and says, hey, Harrison, uh, we got this role. And he just mumbles something back. And he's like, I guess that's a yes. So, yeah, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> 
and Harrison Ford's old and doesn't care anymore. He's like, <laughs> like I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Yeah. He's like, uh, do you, do you want to do uh, Blade Runner? Two. They should do the fugitive too. The, <laughs> the the one testicled man killed my wife. It wasn't me. It was the one armed man. He only had half a mustache. You know, I don't think it's I've very ever peculiar ever watched Blade Runner. Really, I don't think I have. It's uh, it's an experience. Yeah, it's not it's not fun, but it's an experience. Yeah, um, it's one. I mean, I've spoiled the hell with all the stuff because i guess at the very end they, they talk about so much uh, i guess the main villain is he uh or maybe there's a lady is she a uh android or not or something it like sounds that. like you're really on top of this yeah should, well, <laughs> well i mean i've just numerous S- cracked articles. so much misinformation yeah yeah i mean exactly and i'm always like Wait, oh, you're I saying you haven't seen this i have not seen it and just I'm do like, yourself a favor carve out about six to seven hours of your day and watch Blade Runner. The director's cut. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends on what it's, ending yeah. you want. Yeah. How do you like your movies to end? Do you um, want them straightforward or... Because <laughs> if you want... You want a Harrison Ford monologue You want to go director's cut. Yeah. It's one of those movies I will watch over and over again, but yeah. I don't necessarily like it. I'm the same way. I find myself like compelled to watch it like once a year almost. Two, it's like three. in... um. Uh, Twelve Monkeys, how he like anytime he sees Catcher in the Rye, he has to buy it. Like once a year, I have to watch Blade Runner, but I don't love that movie. I don't get it. It, it it's an interesting movie, but it I is. think it's it just is. it it either feels deeper than what you can can fathom, or it's just the scenery is pretty cool, which is true. Although yeah. it looks very yeah. dated. Yeah, yeah, it, it is pretty dated. dated. I think it's, it's another one of those films that, like, when it came out, like, uh, um, 2001 Space Odyssey, when it came out, it was, like, revolutionary visually. It's like, and I still think it's today it's before it's time. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> moving on. So, we have Jub. Uh, Jub. <laughs> that's, that's about Judd right. Apatow. Um and Joe Netflix, <laughs> Jub. Uh, Netflix, <laughs> Jub. This better be, this better be Freaks and Geeks season two. Nope, it's Pee Wee Herman. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, if I wanted to watch a video about a man caught masturbating in a theater, I would just create a YouTube channel about my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate Pee Wee Herman. Really? Yeah. I don't hate Pee Wee Herman. I just don't have any time for him. I'm really? Just, I'm just not a fan of it. That is so strange. I thought, uh, did y'all grow up with? Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, he was all around. Yeah, yeah, really. Okay. Yeah, no, I just Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, yeah. Big Top Pee-wee with yeah. Chris Christopherson playing Indiana Jones. I love Chris Christopherson. Mm. I just, yeah, uh, just never. You would him. like Chris Christopherson. He's the him. whole package. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. can't sing, but he's a good songwriter. Singer, songwriter, no, singer, actor. Writer. Yeah, he can't act, but he's a good writer. <laughs> well, so that's that's coming. <laughs> that's coming to Netflix. Um, have y'all? Uh, I'm behind I, with Mike. Let's talk about freaks and geeks and how they just that's, did the reboot. Yeah, I mean, I, I I mean, definitely at this point, it's too. How was late. that fucking concert she went to? <laughs> I need to know. Was uh, yeah. it good? I want them all to dress up and still pretend they're in high school. <laughs> yeah, I, I like just, dude Linda Florentine or whatever her name is. She's still oh, yeah. pretty good looking. She, yeah, everybody. She was in Mad Men and she was just gorgeous. Everybody in that show just got prettier. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Segel. Mm. Yeah, Jason Segel. Mitch. Jay Siegel got a lot fatter. He got he got <laughs> thinner too. 
He he fluctuates. He's he's got like that Vince Vaughn thing where like yeah. fat thin fat ish. Yeah. I have fat and less fat. <laughs> yeah. No. He he's sometimes. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Who cares? I, I care. Hate I care about Pui Herman. Okay. Pui. Well, good for you. Uh, have you have you you been keeping up on Arrow, Nate? Nope. Arrow. That's Arrow. the word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Pee-wee joke there. So apparently, there's mm. going to be an Adam, the Adam. Solo oh yeah, the fi- um, Chrissy show. was complaining about it because as in like, like as in like Sandler or as in hydrogen Adam, Atom. as in the superhero Adam. Atom. 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 But like apparently in the show, cause she's like, is the Adam a ripoff of Iron Man? And I was like, I was like, no, he's a uh, like Ant Man. And she's like, in the show, he like flies and he has a suit and he looks like Iron Man. That is true. And they haven't shown him like shrinking or anything like that, so I don't yeah. know where they're going with the character. I just got called up like last night or the night before. Um, everybody sure knows, everybody I actually that, really yeah, like his Adam. character. That's though. what I'm saying. Everybody that's watching uh, the Arrow is like loving it, and I just sit. I don't. Uh, I, yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah, I like, and I'm talking about like lots of people that, and everyone keeps no, watching. Love and I'm just like show. I'm like uh, I don't know. I gave it like I watched the first half of the first season and. It was decent, like I said. I, I didn't think it was terrible. But I just didn't fall in love with it. Air, Arrow is kind of just there for me. It's it's not spectacular. It's it's like it's a mediocre. Absolutely. <laughs> but women love it. Yeah. No. Nah, well, I mean, the guy that plays Arrow. He's a he's a he's a hunk. Yeah. He is a dreamboat. And he's um, a dreamweaver. They actually like have very Batmaned up Arrow, um, because Green Arrow is kind of very. Funny, likes beating people up, and very liberal. And this arrow is very brooding and, you know, just wants to be sad all the time. Yeah. But, uh. Now, uh, segueing from Arrow to Gotham, I know I'm kind of taking over for a second, but have you been watching Gotham at all? I have been. I am not completely caught up yet. Um, I was way behind on Arrow, and they were about to take my episodes off Hulu, so. Um, I was, I had some stuff I needed to do and I didn't, I wanted a show I could pay attention to, but like also do stuff too. So I watched Arrow instead of Gotham because Gotham, is, um, uh, people might want to crucify me for this, but I think Gotham, Gotham's actually good. Whereas Arrow, I don't think is very good. Yeah, I think uh, Gotham. Um, so I wanted to pay attention to Gotham. So I have not completely caught up. The uh-huh. last one I watched was the one with uh, Scarecrow's dad. Okay, so you're about three episodes. Yeah, I'm about. I got about three or four. Well, they've introduced the uh, the, the Joker. Joker. And, yeah, I uh, knew that was coming. It was pretty interesting the way they did it. Was um, it? Yeah. Uh, I I will, I'd have to say that um, the episode with the Joker was decent. There was definitely some stuff that uh, aggravated me. Being just a Batman fan, and like, and this is one of those things you just got you know, like you have to turn off your knowledge. Yeah, you have to just of that let world. It um, so no. after I did that, it was really good. Uh, the guy that got to play the Joker, actually, uh, I could see potential in him. He's a um, kid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely there was a, a lot yeah. of there was a lot of like weird people talking about how uh, Oswald was going to turn out to be the Joker. Oh, that was huge. I mean, but I absolutely could have saw seen that if they wanted to make him that. Yeah, you know, that would have been a. It would have made the whole idea of Penguin and Joker so weird. It would have pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he is—he actually is a very just a very small thing. I think it was supposed to be like almost a—it's a cliffhanger to get people in there. Yeah. But I will say the episode after that 
was extremely good because it had the Red Hood gang. That's yeah. And uh, the way they did it was actually really good. Um, if you're not watching it, definitely give up, that one a, give that one a watch. It was it was a really good one. Uh, and uh, I've, I, I, since we're talking about DC shows, I still think Flash is way better than Arrow. It's not as good as Gotham, but it's been really good. Um, they they've had like a lot of his rogues come on, and as cheesy as they like as cheesy as his rogue sound with you know people like Captain Cold and stuff like that, it's been good. Yeah. It's been consistently getting better. I went to actually try and get into Flash and Constantine, and uh, I waited too long. They were like episode four or something, uh, oh, yeah. and I was just like, well, guess that's a Netflix wait. Well, yeah, because <laughs> we may not. We won't know till I think they said March or May if Constantine will be reordered. Yeah. So that may Well, sci-fi is planning to pick that up. No, that's not a definite. Well, because um, that's that's something that was like s- sort of hinted at, but then sci-fi said no, we're n- not planning on doing that, and that, and NBC said the same thing. Wasn't so, sci-fi a division of NBC or something like that? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. But um, I would if it gets canceled, I would like to see someone else pick it up because it's gotten really good, and I feel like they were holding out some stuff for season two because there have been like other like cameos and stuff, but there <coughs> and little hints to things here and there, but there could be like a lot more. So, um, moving on from that, we got the reveal of a lot of the uh, the Avengers posters Ugh. this week. The uh, the main one, and then now we're one by one getting the individual character ones. What was y'all's thought uh, on the first one? Boring. I thought the it first was, one was very boring. I thought it was very subpar for a Disney but, Marvel. Uh, it's 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 like we were talking beforehand, though, Ray. I mean, they could take a black poster with Comic Sans writing on it, says Avengers Two, and yeah. They'll sell billion dollar. It's a billion dollar movie. Doesn't matter. I d- yeah, I, I. But still, I mean, that doesn't give them an excuse to make a subpar poster. Yeah, no. Nope, but the individual they, posters have been a lot better, though. They really have. Really, they're still it not looks great. like they're taking literally screenshots from there and then they're blowing. That may it up. be the problem with that one that poster, though. Maybe. It's just a yeah. composite it's of the so others. So busy and just so much going on, but no focus to it. But the individual ones have been a lot better. I would still wouldn't say they're great. No. I liked the uh, the Black Widow one so far. The Thor one is a little weird because he's looking like his his eyeballs like way in the corner of his eye, like looking way far off. It's just kind of weird. Uh, look over here. Huh? Yeah, and um, I want you to uh, your face look this way, but I want your eyes looking over here. The complete opposite this is, direction. This is really hard. I I think uh, we kind of talked about this, but um, the fact just like stuff with like Iron Man without his helmet. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I get it. Any you know, of the characters without their helmets, because they're like, oh, you know, you're selling the actor. The actors aren't what sells Avengers. It's the actual superheroes for yeah. that. I can understand yeah. other films. Yeah, you want to put, you know, Robert Downey Jr. on there, but to me, you put Iron Man full suit, and I'm like, man, that's even cooler. The only thing that uh, um, after Avengers, because I think Avengers was when that that started. Like he wasn't wearing his Iron Man helmet. Yeah, is if that got put in his contract from then on. That's the only reason I can think uh, that they would do that. I think he no, just became a it's his more bankable star yeah. at that before that. Because yeah. before that, he wasn't doing diddly. Yeah, Iron Man 1 and 2, they did. No, that's they what I'm saying. Before Iron Man, he, yeah, it was full suit. 
and it was cool. Yeah, I, to me, because I, I always look at like a poster, like would I hang this in my house? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that one is an absolute no. Yeah, no. It's stuff like that. I'm just that like, one's uh, a. If someone were to give it to me, I'd be like, okay, thanks. It's no, is that the final? I don't think that's the final poster, though. Is it? It has to be. Yeah, the movie's about to come out. Well, it comes out in May. Yeah, yeah that's so close, though. That that no, that's that, close. Be so the there's time release. for another poster. I mean, they they out. may do another poster, but that's probably going to be the main poster. Well, because that'll be if like you go to a movie, that'll be the coming soon. What yeah. you'll see yeah. there and stuff yeah. like that. So that again, like I said, you get a three. Yeah, it doesn't to, matter. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. It's gonna it's gonna make bank. Yep. Oh yeah, no, absolutely it will. But <laughs> like you said, if you put actually just put Thor, Captain America. Um, Hulk and Iron Man on there. At least give us a variant. You know, that's all. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, because, I mean, it's just more profit for the company to sell them. But, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, you'll walk through Walmart and you'll see those individual ones in the poster aisle. That you well, can, and, the, and the first Avengers one wasn't, wasn't, also wasn't great, but it was good. No. You know, all of them, like, kind of standing around and everything. In the I think middle. it was more the novelty of it at the time. It was. It was having all of those people. On the thing. Never. You'd never had that before. Yeah. So, uh, all in all, I think they've been subpar. The individual ones so far have been way better than the uh, the main one. And I, and we still have several. Like, we haven't gotten the Captain America well, one. And So, what do you guys think <coughs> the uh, the te- the Robert Downey Jr. tease was? Oh, because that's going to be, uh, I think they said that the, that should be on the 5th. We should find out what that is. Because when he put out the first poster, which was the first Iron Man, um, the poster with just Iron Man, he said that in eight days there's going to be a surprise announcement. Hulk Buster? Hulk Buster? Oh, no, no, an no. announcement? Or like an a, announcement. Yeah, I, mean, think oh, it'll, okay. I think it'll be the, who's cast as Spider-Man. Yeah, Probably. That's that's what I assume. Uh, just on while we're talking about Avengers, I was in a Target toy section there. There's so much Hulk Buster action figure stuff out. It's really pretty awesome. I want I want the little yeah the yeah, three. I almost ones. bought it, man. I was because it's the Hulk and and uh, the Hulk Buster is like it was only eight bucks, and I just I was being more frugal than normal. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I've looked at it a couple times. Yeah. So I've been there. I'm like, it's actually not too bad one. looking. I signed no. up for that Marvel <laughs> box that they're doing with Funko, so I'm supposed oh. to get the uh, Hulk Buster. That'll oh, be nice. That'll Hot be vinyl. So yeah. that'll be cool. Nah, but I think they're gonna they're making a big deal in a good way. Like I'm, I'm one hundred percent. No, I mean that's that's one of the cool things that I never. There's so many things now I can say when I was a kid I never thought I would see. That's a bit. I mean, not even when I was a kid. When the first Avengers came out, I didn't think I would get to see a Hulkbuster suit. You know, yeah. that's out of control. Yeah, but that's awesome. Um, I keep giving me that. Even if the movie's stuff. horrible, it's going to be great just to get to see the whole There's Buster. no way that I mean, once they like the literally the first hour could be them sitting in that <laughs> that that living room trying to pick about, up the hammer, try, talking about politics and, and like how like you <laughs> know Nick Fury's been doing everybody wrong and like all this boring stuff and then the second like give me 20 minutes of Hulkbuster, Buster, but that was that was one of the that best was movies one of the best years. Movies I've yeah. ever seen. Best movie of the year. <laughs> Because as you know, at Nerds Who Get Laid, sometimes we love a and robot on top fight of that, scene. Yes. And then on top of that, you've got Ultron. Yeah. With James Spader's voice coming out. On top of that, you don't have Ultron, you have James Spader. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't beat much. it. Robert California, man. Yeah. All right. So the last thing we have, this is probably one of the sadder things that we've reported on here, but uh, the passing of Leonard Nimoy. Um. He passed away the other day at 83 years old. Um, I've talked about this before. When I was a kid, 
one of the things that I trace back to me being an actual nerd was sitting on the couch on Sunday afternoons watching reruns of the original Star Trek. Um, so this this is like us, you know, everyone. I, I've never heard anyone say that they didn't like Spock or Leonard Nimoy. He was a great cocky, cocky bastard. That's what great cocky <laughs> bastard. Yeah, I uh, I have no like relation to him in Star Trek at all, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed him in a uh, Fringe. Man, I, I I haven't watched all. I haven't finished Fringe yet because it's a lot, but. The reveal when he was in it, I about fell off my couch. I think everybody did because I was even like, "What? Yeah, Nimoy, Leonard Nim, Leonard yeah. fucking Nimoy." Oh, um, or however, but yeah, that yeah, it was a very depressing day. Uh, I my I hadn't seen it yet. I think Mike had already posted something on our page, and um, Allison texted me and said, "Hey, are you really sad about Leonard?" And I was like, Leonard, what do you, who are you, what do you, I had seen articles like yeah. three days before he was in the hospital. Where I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? And then I like instantly went on like just the internet. <laughs> I don't think, mm-hmm. or like. I um, went to Google and typed in internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to Google <laughs> and, and typed in internet. internet. Tell me about Leonard. And, um, what do internet.com is? Actually, when I read it, I thought she said <laughs> Leonardo. And I was like, who's Leonardo? Is this oh my God. The, they killed this? Leonardo. <laughs> Um, but then, like, I read that he had passed away, and, like, I kind of got a little teary-eyed at work. I was like, oh, man, that's yeah. sad. So, that was. long and prosper. Yeah. And he did. He yeah. was He's 83 old. years old, so. It's a good run. He'll always be remembered. Oh, that's legendary. legendary. Shatner. No, 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 there's Yahura, there's Sulu. There's yeah. Yahura and Sulu ain't never going to die. They're foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember, I think Leonard Nimoy was one of the first people I started to follow on Twitter because he was really good at social media way back then when Twitter first started up. Him and William Shatner were both started off in it. Anyway, so that's a downer, but uh, that's what we've got for the news. Way to just... Just bring us down. Well, I like to have a lot of fun. And Guys, then the podcast is canceled. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to come back and talk about something. What are we talking about? We know what Blade we're talking about. Blade Through. We're going to talk about Blaze Through. And bad movies. Mm-hmm. After this break. Do you like your chili hot? To most people, music is a driving force. It defines you. It molds you. You can tell what type of music someone listens to by the way they dress 90% of the time. Because it just has that type of effect on you. The bands you love, that fuel your passion, they become your icons, your idols, your gods among men. And every once in a blue moon, a band will come through that writes an album that's near perfect. Something you can hit play on and just let go without having to skip a single track. An album that lets you get excited for the journey you will take with it. Each song as important as the song before. Like a story being told and each chapter just adds another layer to the story. Another color in a painting. So you may be asking yourself, why is a nerd podcast talking about music? Well, first of all, we're all huge music snobs here. And we're just as passionate about this as we are about comics and movies. But also, music plays a huge part in all of the entertainment you interact with. And movies is what makes a scene suspenseful. Watch any movie during an action scene. Or a giant horror scene where the killer kills someone. And hit mute. It takes away everything. Or think about your favorite video game. When you're entering a new area, 
and you're about to fight a boss, how does the music help just elevate everything where you're really, really inside of it and you feel like you've just walked in and you're about to die? So enough with the serious intro. Let's make with some fart jokes and tell everyone about our favorite albums. We hope you enjoy a new segment we're bringing to you called Playthrough. Playthrough. We did this once before. went pretty good. So yeah. we decided to bring it back. Talk about back. another album of ours that we really enjoy and why we enjoy it so much and tell you guys to go listen to it. So I'm going to jump in with TJ because actually TJ brought up the idea for this one. And I actually really uh, like that. So I figured if, if he had it, he has uh, something he wants to talk about. Harry and the Hendersons, the motion picture <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> Damn it, Mike. Stay off my iPad. <laughs> All right. Okay. TJ, lay it on us. Um, hold on. Let me get my notes. Oh, notes. Oh, it's not notes. Beep, notes. Beep. Okay, I had two that I was really debating on with this one. I told Mike what they were. and um, You are a master debater. I am. I am. Um, and I'm a I decided to go with a compilation album this time. Sorry, guys. Um, TJ is going to just fucking... Be the exception of the rule every single time. I am. I'm sorry, but this is um, this is Buford T. Justice. Did you did your blood start boiling when he said compilation? It's it's not because mine started to. I I can understand. I'll let you uh, let me let you because like there's compilations that I do love. So yeah, okay. Um, it's the original mixtape, you know. Like that's true. Okay. Uh, Garth Brooks Ultimate Hits, <sighs> two disc set. I like it. It's uh, no, that's not a con- that's a greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is cheap. They you comp- can't go with the greatest. They compiled yeah, all his best songs into one album. <laughs> hey, how could you, you not said- listen to that from beginning to end? <laughs> TJ is not wrong. He's not. I'm not, I'm not saying he's wrong. He's I'm just saying dude. he's an asshole. No, TJ is the guy <laughs> who always I have never claimed to be anything. But an asshole. <laughs> no, it's it's worse than an asshole. You, you, you are you worse. are you are always the exception to the rule and always devil's advocate. Always. <laughs> All right. At this point, you say, "Well, AKA no, I'm not." Asshole. <laughs> no, Garth Brooks. I, I would say hits. more troll. So, on Garth Brooks' greatest hits. <laughs> What are some standout tracks from that that you really I don't like? know. Maybe all of them because they're all great. <laughs> they're all hits. And hits. All right, fine. Well, you want, you the, want the other rolls. one? You want the other one? Yes. I was, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. okay yeah. here's the other one I was debating. Was Standing Outside the Fire. Live Throwing Coppers album. Okay, there we go. Now, now there's an That's an album. album. Yes. So, good. Now, that's the only three CDs TJ likes, though, so we just blew through playthrough for him. No, actually, I got a couple more, but anyway. <laughs> Live's the band, greatest hits. The band Live. <laughs> yes. Live okay. with Live. Okay. All right. So, that's that one's called, I haven't heard in a while. That yeah. one's called Throwing Discography. I had no. an, actually, uh, I, I used to dig Live. That's, a, that's a great album. I actually Copper. remember... Um, that's when, the only one of their albums I had. When they used to have jukeboxes in Pizza Hut when I lived over yep. at Live Oak. That's all that's worth That having. one would always get played. Oh, yeah. Songs off of that. And it was great. Uh, and I would go back Let in when I was older, and it made me feel like I was in high school again. Yeah. Well, I was in... Um, I was in the army when that one came out. So, what what hit you about it? What was the reason? That, uh, I don't know. I just... Uh, I like the sound of it. And... You gotta give 
Mike is moment <laughs> there. I'm trying to. To be an ass when you're trying to talk about your album. Chasing the That's fine. He'll be talking about one here shortly. Forces fooling from Shut up, Mike. Anyway, I just really like the album. What's uh, album. what's some of the songs that you enjoy besides the hits that are on it? Is there uh, any particular ones that like you're like, you know, the B sides or anything? Well, see, TJ's grabbing playthrough is all about what he could do yeah. is just albums that you, yeah, love you make know, up song names, but there's always we would never change. Uh, yeah, there's definitely always there's like some that's that's one song, like uh, you know, you always are gonna have a song that you hear that you just absolutely love. I like Shit Town. That was pretty good. Off of it. <laughs> Is that about having to go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> um, Mike's in a mood tonight, he guys. <laughs> I know. He is earlier than Nate this time, so he's <laughs> so, yeah. He, he crawled out of his bridge and decided to come over here and troll it up. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you a diddle riddle. So you're in the army, so like I mean, I'm sure like is it now one that's still a uh, current one you uh, put in rotation a lot or. Uh, not just every once in a while. Make if the I'm kids feeling listen to it. Nostalgic or something like yeah. that. Shut like, up rem- and listen to Dad. When he album. remembers his uh, his hours at a time spent searching for grid squares and had lamp washer fluid. Yeah, those. No, that's a that's a great album. And because yeah, God, what year was that? That was had been ninety six. Yeah, yeah, ninety five, ninety six. No, great album. All right, Mike. Hell, <laughs> oh, Mike. Miss- what what's your album, sir? Mm, I had two, and I <laughs> I can only remember one, so I'm gonna go with that. We're one. only supposed to do one. No, like like we're gonna do playthrough in the future, so I'm thinking of multiple albums. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think of them one at a time, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say that uh, one of my big playthroughs would have to be uh, the album Sunset Tree. By the Mountain Goats. All right. How long have you? Uh, when did this album come out? I would say probably aught four, aught six, between there. Cool. Really that early? Let me double check it. it, it it's been uh, a hot minute. What uh, drew you to the album? Uh, I was listening to Goats. One Hundred Point Five, The Buzz, back <laughs> when it played college radio, and they came up. I was having a pretty rough time. Uh, kind of adapting to semi-adulthood and uh, the song This Year came on which is basically about a rebellious teen which I never was uh, fighting against a stepfather the entire album is dedicated to a stepfather and the dysfunctional relationship he had with him uh, which he never really does autobiographical albums but it was just about you know finding what's good in life and holding on to it while surviving the rest and i don't know it just kind of resonated with me uh what style is the mountain goats i don't i don't know it, it's post folk uh indie which is uh to kind of <laughs> post folk indie to Are you uh, really going to throw that out there <laughs> i'd expect nothing less from something with mountain goats on yeah uh to give you kind of an analogy nathan it would be uh andrew jackson jihad but a little toned down okay like that no, okay, cool. I mean, like the subject matter sounds good on that one. So now is this one that stays in the regular rotation, or is it just one air once while it reminds you? Like, hey, I'd I say it about – uh, I'm the kind of person I have to be in a, uh, a specific mood to listen to music, to certain music. Like for the longest time I was, you know, metal rock, and now I'm kind of like in my sad white boy phase right now. So I'm kind of revisiting Mountain Goats and Elliot Smith and everything. And it's about once a year. Uh, but it was just – his lyrics are always great. 
his his you know they're all basically you know just acoustic rhythms uh so there's nothing complicated about the music he's gone more full band lately which i'm not a big fan of but uh it's just weird like i went to one of his concerts and uh he basically said that any music that's not current except for a few hits he just doesn't remember how to play them because every year since 1991 he's released one or two albums oh wow it's just crazy so it's just like just jamming out the jam. Yeah, he just jams out and kind of just, you know, puts his heart down. And it, it that album in particular was one of the first ones where we started having higher production value and everything. And I don't know, just... Do you own it on vinyl? Uh, I do, actually. Yeah, I mean, as being... Sometimes, you know, like, to me, as we've uh, been visiting these, like, playthroughs, like, a lot of times I'm like, man, why don't I own that on vinyl now, like... Like Bleed America, which was my first one, I don't because it's yeah. like retardedly uh, yeah. expensive. But um, I wish. But I mean, there's you know some that you can get that you yeah. know like that. So. I, w- I want to just take a slight break from the subject and just mention that while we're talking right now, uh, Ray is taking a screwdriver and trying to bridge <laughs> a nine volt battery contact and electrocute himself, <laughs> which is not working. I thought it was dead. I was just making sure. Anyway, uh, I thought it was just funny. Jimmy but Ray, Jimmy Ray Hancock, everybody. <laughs> yeah, J- the, Jimmy Ray, the technical editor, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to electrocute himself with a nine volt battery and aluminum screwdriver. All right, Jimmy Ray. Yeah, great album. Uh, no, nicely done. Recommend listening to it. Um, there's a lot of similarities between my artist and and your artist. Funny enough, um, is that Garth Brooks or <laughs> Mountain Goats? Um, one one of the other swamp albums. horses. I am a big Ryan Adams fan. Did you say Swamp Horses or Swamp Forces? Because both of those names Could are be fucking awesome. awesome. Yeah, Swamp Horses. That's uh, my new indie folk band. I'm swamp a- Forces is my new metal band. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Ryan Adams uh, and Ryan Adams and the Cardinals. Jacksonville, Jacksonville City Nights is lullaby. <laughs> Just <laughs> waking up the neighbors. <laughs> Came in tonight, and that's what Ray had on the old record player was yeah. Ryan Adams and the Cardinals. Everything's gonna be when right. when we do this. I like to like re-listen to this stuff. Every um, time I hear Ryan Adams, I always think Brian Adams. No, absolutely. He I used would die to cuss for people you. out. <laughs> yeah, he used to cuss people out at shows because they would get mad because people that are gonna listen to Brian Adams aren't gonna like if they're going to a concert Glenn aren't, Ryan. aren't Glenn gonna Ryan always notice <laughs> that they're buying tickets to a Ryan Adams yeah. concert. Uh, hey, you hear uh, Ryan Adams in town? I love Brian Adams. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he actually met Kevin Costner <laughs> and Christian Slater. <laughs> but um, this is an album that uh, it's very like uh, Americana kind of. When I, when I was growing up, I was very into uh, my my. I, you know, you listen to what your parents listen to, Absolutely. and during the late eighties, early nineties, my parents listened to Snoop country Dog. music. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that. Early '90s country music is kind of cheesy. You have pop stuff country, like, yeah, it, it really is. And yeah. even some of the good Garth Brooks stuff is still kind of yeah. really pop. He was kind of the first one, I think, to kind of change to face the country to be more pop. Absolutely, like pop. absolutely, yeah. I would say so. But I'm like so that's something that's still like sort of ingrained in me. To country growing, yeah. So a lot of these artists that do things with like pedal steel and mandolins and stuff like that banjos and stuff like that 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 really speaks to me um and this was a full album I'm or a, still a full guitar band. guy i love steel guitar and this one starts off this whole album starts off 
One, two, three, and then a steel guitar line, and it is killer. If that's um, the case, then, man, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back. Champion segue over here with steel guitar. <laughs> but um, th- also being a, like a person that's done um, production and studio stuff, it's a live album. Um, there's no overdubs to this album, and I love the way his stuff is mixed because the vocals are... V- he doesn't have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful voice. It's just a good a, a voice, um, and his stuff is mixed so well. But uh, this is an album that when you're real sad, and I feel like during my middle to late 20s was that time period, um, when you want to be sad... But Ryan Adams is recent. How does that? I don't understand no, the this, time frame. <laughs> uh, th- yeah, because this one came out in two thousand five, and um, so when I when I was <laughs> twenty five, it was a builder, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a slow like burn. That. Well, I was like, what was this album came out like not yeah. too long ago? And like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I owned it on phonograph. <laughs> um, but it's one of those that like I really enjoyed listening to, and I felt like. There's someone else that gets that. Sometimes life can be hard. Sometimes life can suck. Um, Nora Jones does some vocals on this, and it's beautiful. Uh, the standout tracks, I would say, are uh, The End, which is about Jacksonville, uh, North Carolina, not here. But there's lines in it about being, suffoc- about being suffocated by the pines, which driving from Lake City to Jacksonville, there are so many pines, so like Ugh. it still like kind of spoke. Fuck you, me. drive from Lake City to Tallahassee. No, that's that's the that's worst. So, they're, that they're is the pits. I tend yeah. to yeah. yeah. But um uh the end, September and the hardest part are three really standout tracks. There's lines in it like uh he's talking about this girl uh that he used to love that's with another girl oh, with another guy now and uh there's a line in it that said uh I I could find her in a thunderstorm just by the way the rain would fall. Like it's it's beautiful stuff like that. He's just talking about how he everything he loved about her, how she would flip through magazines from the back to the front, just little things that he knew about her, but he didn't all the things he didn't do right. So during that time period in my life, that was an important album. Um and he just has a beautiful way with music. This is a uh, another thing, because Mike was talking about uh, the Mountain Goats doing so many albums and all. This was the second in a trilogy that he did of albums. Um, he released three albums in seven months. And uh, he was on... It's called Bitch, I'm Lonely. <laughs> he was trilogy. on uh, Lost Highway Records. And I remember reading an article when they let him go. Um, because they said, I believe they said they had a thousand songs that he had recorded that they had not released in their vault and they couldn't afford to keep him anymore because he wrote so many songs and recorded so many songs. Uh, so this is one of those things that like in seven months, cause I mean, Nate, you've, you've recorded stuff before. That's not a short process. Yeah. No, 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 no. <clears throat> um, and that's ungodly to me to record, not not even just record, but to write and record. I was about to say you're three just living, albums. You're just yeah. living in the studio. Yeah, that or you're just that damn good. Well, and it, <laughs> and I think it's part a little bit of both there. That had or, a bad day in the studio. Only wrote nine new originals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that or he just has like really good studio hires, and he just well, pl- he plays like a crappy acoustic real quick, and he's like, "All right, you guys, 
write the music. I'll come back and clean that up. No, he writes all the songs, and the Cardinals uh, were his backing band during this 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 stint. The so. whole the whole baseball team. Yeah, <laughs> the whole baseball team. But yeah, this this is one of my it's favorite Ryan Adams it's albums. Um, it's very like I said, it's very Americana. <laughs> A little less on the countryside, <laughs> but a little more twang. So I don't know. That. When you speak of Americana, the album that comes to my mind is Offspring's Americana <laughs> oh, with God. Pretty Fly for a White Guy. <laughs> oh, God. That's one of I the worst albums. Offspring. That's a classic song. Yeah, Offspring was just like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's do whatever. <laughs> and it, and in the fact that it worked just kills me, man. Yeah. All right. Because so. he wanted a 13, but they drew a 31. <laughs> like what the hell? Um, all right, do you guys want the uh, embarrassing playthrough? Like, uh, Emba- don't even fucking yeah. embarrass- <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> all right, all right. Because I, I was, I was like, you know what? Should I be? I'll be brutally honest. Me and Ray were the gay indie yeah. type. So yeah. just go, all country and post folk. What do you got? All right, um, mine. <laughs> I hate even putting it on tape, but it is true. Was uh, the Great Malenko by the Insane Clown Posse? <laughs> like I said, put it on tape. <laughs> Whoa! Digital. So, <laughs> hey, we all we all Whoa. have. You liked ICP. I liked Nickelback's first album. <laughs> it's um, okay. I like Joe Diffie. Yeah, I was in sixth <laughs> grade. I was say we'll Joe say Alabama. Dirt. Alabama. No, I think I was in seventh grade. I met this dude on the bus from that just moved from Miami, named Larry DeGrange. <laughs> Larry DeGrange. And we were talking music, and he goes, "Hey, man, have you heard ICP?" And I was like, "No, I've it's never. the hardest band yeah. I've ever." No, heard. no, he's like, "These guys are really funny. Do you like Weird Al?" I swear to God, this is the conversation. Like, the, 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 I'm paraphrasing, but it's. And uh, I was like, yeah, I love Weird Al. So he's like, check <laughs> these guys out. They're, and I go home, and I'm not going to lie, dude. I fell in love with it. Um, because ICP is literally just the worst band in the world. But <laughs> when you take that album, and really where uh, why this album stands out so much is the guy that produced it, um, the, the guy that actually makes all the music, it's excellent. Like you listen to it, like uh, just the the way he does all the the guitar work, the beats, and like you know puts in like. You're the saying technically sound. it's good music. Technically it's good, and then lyrically it's funny. It's really funny. Um, you know, if you a lot of people, I think, and this is like when they, I guess, when they were on the rise, people started taking them just way more serious, and I don't, they should have never been taken. Like people were just like, you know, this band's amazing. These guys, you know, like the the Dark Carnival and all that bull crap. I can still listen to that whole album start to finish and like just like laugh my ass off because it's it's over the top just raunchiness it's toilet humor jokes about farting and like you know stuff like that and killing people and whatever but absolutely can listen to it start to finish to this day almost like 18 years later. No, whenever I hear ICP, like anybody talk about it, whether it's current Juggalos or reformed Juggalos, <laughs> they, all, they, <laughs> they always mention the great Malenko. It, it is. Always, like, like that is like a buzz phrase for me. It's it's a weird one, man. Like, uh, the fact that, like, sometimes I'll just hear some, and, like, especially because they had so many, like, uh, like guests people on like I, I know slash was on it and like this like these the people you would never think would be on an icp meryl streep yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't listened so, to that i highly suggest <laughs> just sitting down and just uh get some cringe wipes so basically so the phrase i heard here though reformed juggalo 
I would I would like to know what this type of person is. Nathan is, is himself a reformed oh. juggler. Okay. He's a very successful member of society. Yeah. <laughs> he still a, paints his face. His face is still He's got painted. a nuclear family, but he loves Moon Mist. <laughs> so that's right, guys. Uh, to sum up playthrough, just put on a turtleneck sweater, sit down, listen to get on Garth Brooks' greatest hits. That's not on Spotify. No, you Spotify. can't do that. Sunset Tree by the Mountain Goats, Ryan Adams with what's it called? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, and then to top it all off, the creme de la creme, the perfect the dessert. piece that will make you think well beyond the time you've stopped listening to the album. It's a thought piece. Insane Clown Posse's The Great Malenko. God, yes. what has happened here? I dude, I as when I was like, dude, that's my that's my uh, that is th- dirty laundry. Listen, I mean, we're probably <laughs> shake your hand, hey, because that's some honest ass shit to put on a podcast. Excuse hey, me, man. here, but I said I like Nickelback. Yeah, I I, I don't know. We if knew that already. I don't know if we're alienating. <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense, though. I don't know if we're gaining or alienating more members either. to the podcast. Well, because right like now. I have like uh. Like it's funny because I I have like other friends. I that, need to know how many juggalos we got out there. There, th- there is us. a picture, uh, I've seen it of Nathan Bachman, <laughs> Jeremiah Scheider, and Ricky Givens all wearing juggalo face paint. Absolutely sitting on. But wasn't that like two years ago or something? It's it, not that old. It was it? sitting it's on not, two years ago. not in front old, of a museum, not in front of a church, but a stoop. Yeah, it's we're a stoop. We're on a stoop. Yeah, that was a uh, yeah seventh eighth grade man. Like, uh, oh, no, Jer- was it that? okay. Yeah, no, Jeremiah was like a huge. I was a huge corn Ooh. fan. I, I had the chain wallet, yeah. the big baggy pants, uh, the corn shirt. I but see all that. Me, like, I'm not. I'm guilty. Yeah. Equally as guilty. But like a lot of that I have stuff, a funny story. I about can't corn. listen. I can't later. listen through that stuff anymore. Like you know, if someone puts on all those albums, I just like ah, you know, this is just so dated. No, and the boring. first album is still really good. I, I can't listen to it that much. It's too depressing. Like I used to be a huge Alice in Chains fan. Uh, I used to actually really like them, but now they're just too depressing, man. That, it's uh, too dark. Is that a Ray's wife's band, Alice in Chains? <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story. When I was a kid, um, I didn't know what Alice in Chains was. My dad listened to country music, as we talked about. Um, and as a kid, sometimes you decide you're going to buy your parents a Christmas gift. This and is I was already funny. <laughs> and I was in the... Um, cassette se- section of Walmart, and I found a CD with a dog on the front of it <laughs> that was Allison Chains. And I was like, My dad likes dogs, I'll get this cassette for him. <laughs> Never listened to it. <laughs> Changed your life. You hit play, and you're like, What is this devil? I never heard it. Shit. The 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 uh the <laughs> what, what do they call them the, that type of singer that the gro- Which, growler I think they called uh, no I was gonna say crooner but that's no it's like they, they yeah. it's, it's a they, it's a growler because like yeah. uh you know you got Creed Pearl Jam Allison <laughs> Pearl Jam. yeah Metallica <laughs> would they fall into that uh no well, I guess he'd be he'd be, he'd be like a a, t- a crueler. Crueler, maybe that's what it's called. All right, well, that's, no, it that's a donut. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it's called. Yeah, go on Spotify, listen to these terrible albums suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing Copper, followed by Great Malenko. It's a bit of a gear change, but <laughs> go with it. I think yours and mine fit together well. But the bu- the bookends of it, <laughs> 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 there's a clear reason why. Like, there's four feet 
apart from me and you and Nathan and TJ. You guys are so much more intimate over there. I never really thought it's about true. That. We, we really touch are. knees yeah. all yeah. the yeah. time. I'm, I'm noticing that. Every yeah. time I have to get yeah. up to ru- use the bathroom, I rub yeah. my genitals along his knees. Along my mouth. <laughs> and then whenever he drops his keyboard, it falls directly <laughs> on my thigh. All right, we'll be right back with bad movies. Welcome back, guys, to Nerds Who Get Laid. Uh, this is uh, Mike, your main man, your <laughs> DJ here. Uh, DJ ready here. to bring in the topic of the night, which is bad movies. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. To begin my intro, laughably, bad movies are close to my heart. My friends and I would spend hours on end when we were younger watching low-rent horrors and D-action movies like Chuck Norris and martial arts movies, while drinking a few beers and enjoying ourselves immensely. Uh, this also include really bad horror movies, uh, or my personal favorite, Asylum Pictures, which brought you such great movies as Alien vs. Hunter, 100,000 Years B.C., uh, The Day the Earth Stopped, <laughs> Transmorphers, Mm. Such really great movies. Are they the same ones that did Snakes on a Train? Actually, yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so genius people. Yeah, it's movies that are bad, but we still love them. I think it's a hobby shared by multiple people, in fact, who appreciate these cinematic turds. <laughs> <laughs> so to start these out, uh, guys, I pose this question to you. Do you like watching bad movies? No. I, I used to. It's uh, according to how bad, what kind of bad, because I feel like yeah. there's different levels of bad. Because there's things like Plan 9, which is uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space by Ed Wood, which is out of control, like ridiculously bad, and the guy didn't have any clue. Um, then you have stuff like... There's a bunch Sharknado, of... Sharknado, I yeah, think, is a good Nado, option. Yeah. But Sharknado is aware that they're bad. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that's the main. That's yeah. the, there's like three types of bad movies. Movies there, that set out to be good, but there are movies bad. that are just bad and are unwatchable. There's movie that there's movies that are tongue in cheek and know that they're bad, and there's a third movie which are movies that set out to be good movies, but through misdirection or through budgetary needs, just became a laughable cult following. I think yeah. are the three genres. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, questions all out there. Um, Do you guys like watching bad movies? Not so much anymore. Like uh, I'm, I've gotten a lot pickier when I when I was younger. Yeah, yeah I'd watch any piece of crap. We, you know, when you, when you had a blockbuster membership, yeah, and you, you got could you know anything you yeah, wanted. It, it would always that sometimes it's like, dude, this looks like it's a terrible movie. Let's watch it. Yeah, you know, uh, I've definitely had plenty of those. Um, Do you think that's something that's specific to our generation? Is the fact that we had unlimited rental capabilities and we just kind of watched what we had at our disposal i think it helped um i mean because there's definitely there's always been bad movies there's made for tv movies that have yeah. always been famous yeah well and and i think specific to like you were saying specific to our generation we had the ability to go to a blockbuster or someplace like that 
Um, and in a small town like this, we had a blockbuster and a movie gallery that later went out of business. And <clears throat> I personally used to, when I was single, watch a lot of movies. I worked a lot of times at home, so I would go rent a couple of movies a day, yeah. watch them while I worked, go back, get some more, you know, do that, that with TV show. plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that monthly plan yeah. where I could just trade them I'd out. Go up and get movies. So anyway. eventually it would get to a point where I had seen most everything I was interested in at the, at the at the shop. So I would have to be like, well, now I'm going to venture out to this. So now I'm going to watch my Sharknados and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but, but that's not something we... But those that was a have short. Been around though, they, I mean, they like, have. But I think that was a short time period because now we have 70s, Netflix like, and Hulu's yeah, and stuff like that. I think with this day and age, uh, there is an unlimited resource of what movies you can watch. Yeah, if you're willing to pay for something, you can watch pretty much anything at oh, any time. But in the day of Blockbuster, before the uh, proliferation of the internet and Netflix, you had a finite amount of movies to choose from. Well, there was always, I mean, because, like, look at, like, uh, black exploitation movies, you know, like, uh, that type of stuff, you know. Yeah. Those yeah. movies had a following that, you know, that was the 70s and the 80s. So, I mean. But with that kind of stuff, you had to, during the 70s and 80s, you had to pick to go to a cinema of sorts to watch those. Yeah. You couldn't just go get a VC, VHS of well, yeah. in the late eighties, you know, mom yeah. and pop rental stores and stuff like that, where you kind of, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I think it's gotten more rampant definitely and nowadays because oh, yeah. like you look through Netflix movies and they're just dime and it's a dozen. cheaper to make a movie now than it's ever been, yeah. especially with CG because you know yeah. you, 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 all you need is a, uh, like five or ten people yeah. and, and a green screen and, and hell and a cell phone in, in in some cases, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with a lot of found footage yeah. movies, the uh, the budget is almost it's inconsequential. Yeah. It's so tiny. Yeah. Infinitesimal, so to speak. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Like Ranger Corps. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> why do you think you or people in general like bad movies? Or don't like. No, just like. Oh, just like. Oh, okay. I think it's a, to me, it's more of a group thing. I, I can't see watching any of those type of movies without you know a friend over. I agree completely with that. You know, yeah. it's like it, it's like, hey, what are you doing? I do this run a couple bad movies, hang out, drink some beers. See, with me, it was always more of a, I'm gonna watch a movie. I know no one else is gonna want to watch this with me. This is gonna be really bad. Because uh, funny enough, I've actually found fa- uh, Pandora was one of those movies. That uh, I went great movie. Yeah, but I went to Blockbuster Mm. to get like I wanted to watch a shitty sci-fi movie, and I rented it and it was really good. But that's what I would do sometimes is I'd be like, you know, I just want to watch a really shitty, dumb, just sci-fi movie that's like maybe really bad with really bad effects. Um, And I would always do that by myself if I was going to watch a movie with people. I would always want it to be something that was like, I think I think I was probably a lot more uh, pretentious with my movie watching with other people. Like, oh, you've never <laughs> no. you've never seen The Godfather. Can Let's watch The Godfather. You know, like stuff like the that. Yeah. Saints. yeah. <laughs> no, if I'm watching a bad movie, I'm subjecting someone else to it as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's kind of a, that's kind of a thing as well. Boondock Saints have almost become a caricature of themselves. Yeah. Definite side note, but I think it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, as far especially. You know, movies now because it is like sometimes you're sitting around bored and it's like, 
you don't want to you know commit to a a good movie to watch. It's yeah. like let's put some some crap on the background to laugh at, <laughs> and we can bullshit in between it and you know semi follow the story. I want to say that's exactly it because if it gets boring, you can branch off and talk about whatever you want to. Yeah, and then the movie gets good. You can kind of interject you can and have kind of a. Oh, sorry. Was it kind of like a mystery science yeah, thousand yeah. type? You can deal. just sit there and just talk about how dumb. Yeah. It is. Who can make the funnier joke? I remember specifically. Uh, I have a friend named Barrett, and he was in a police academy. Uh, he had a the movie. Uh, no, the uh, actual <laughs> police academy. He had an apartment uh, that was in Alachua, Florida. And we, we went there one night. It was uh, me, him, Jack, our friend uh, Peter Williamson, rest in peace. Uh, and we watched uh, Transmorphers, followed by The Toxic Avenger, Whoa. followed by Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, oh my God. God. It was a good night. It was a good night. Leprechaun. And I just, I, I remember that night so critically. Like, I fell asleep through half of a movie and it was boring at times but i remember just having so much fun with my friends and just enjoying the hell out of every single one of those movies even though they were terrible yes see all the bad movies i can think of there were a few of them like um some people would consider army of darkness or one of the evil deads like bad movies um and i've watched those with other people but all the toxic avenger movies i've watched um and like they're horrifying return bad. of the attack of the killer tomatoes oh, return of the killer tomatoes yeah stuff like that all of that stuff i've yeah. watched by myself that's always just been me like i'm gonna watch a dumb movie i'm gonna watch a bad movie and i'm gonna love it well i mean the toxic avenger series is any trauma films are very unique they're just yeah. they're so bad i definitely watch found that by, I do that's one of the like few trauma. movies that i would watch by myself just because they're so terrible that i would find it entertaining regardless of whether someone was there or not Transmorphers, like that style of movie, the Asylum Pictures movies, are kind of a a group experience in my, <laughs> yeah. my mind. But I mean, gr- group dynamics have a very important part of movies. That's true. Like The Exorcist is the perfect example. By itself, when I'm watching it by myself, that movie is a very powerful, terrifying movie. When I'm in a group of people, that movie is very entertaining, very funny. I think it's because more it's like a mob mentality. More people who think it's funny, yeah, they don't have to take it as seriously, and they can make jokes about it. Yeah, hide your fear with the laughs. Exactly, and that's you know it's human nature. So, moving on to my next question: Are there any personal favorites? You uh, Leprechaun to Hood, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, when I first watched that one, because I had a. Uh, like the first Leprechaun, Leprechaun too. You know, when I was growing up, like watching crappy horror movies, and. I remember I was like Leprechaun in the Hood. I was like, I was like, is this still supposed <laughs> to be that was a literal yeah, yeah. title? Yeah, and uh, Ice T walks in with a giant fro, pulling weapons out of it, <laughs> and I was like, this movie is pretty good. <laughs> this is, it, it, it's already got me hooked. Um, there was another one I watched called Killjoy. Oh, I remember, I've seen that multiple times. Yeah. at Blockbuster, the when ghetto, it was still open. the ghetto killer clown. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, literally this. Dude in the clown outfit, like bitch, I'ma kill your ass. That's how he talked, and it was, mm. it was hilarious. So I mean, definitely those styles. Um, yeah, those are a couple, some really good ones. TJ Ray, watch Killjoy, please. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. Maximum you want to go first? Overdrive. Really? Maximum Overdrive is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's got a killer soundtrack. 
And it's got the Green Goblin as the main villain, <laughs> and it's not a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness movies, those are always really fun for a good time. So kind of campy horror. Yeah. Usually that kind of stuff is the stuff that I that I go for more. Um. The, the either because even the stuff that's like quote unquote bad that I like that sci-fi is usually bad because it's like early early sci-fi and it's not actually bad it's just kind of obsolete nowadays like if you show it to someone who's not into sci-fi they're like I've seen this movie 14 times already do you mean like Ed Wood or like no uh, I'm talking about like uh, th- um, like this Forbidden Isla- Planet yeah so, um, like, so like I would say This Island Earth uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 that's the movie they made fun of and their main cinema attraction funny enough I've never watched any of those but uh, you never watched any. Okay, of well then there's there's no. Yeah. There, You've never watched no a, a mystery science. I theory. haven't. Those things are great. We, we need to get him on Final Sacrifice. That was one of my favorite. Oh my episodes. god, dude! Yeah, they're on Netflix. We that's it. We're we're gonna have a, a <laughs> Netflix night, man. You have to watch one of those. Like I don't. It's in just your never fifty years. My, it's never piqued my interest. <laughs> it's not I don't about know why. your interest. You sit around on your day off on Saturday <laughs> from school, and it was just on TV. It was just weird. Oh no, thing. we didn't. We didn't have TV. Like I, I never like sought to look at those. It movies, would just be on, but man. it was just on. And the more I watched it, the more yeah. I loved. Because my thing was like, you never watched a full episode. You like watch some of it, channel surf, come mm. back to it. It was like, uh, well, at least that's on. Yeah, it was um, a time killer, time waster, yeah. and it's definitely they're they're hilarious. TJ. Until you mentioned it, I was like, nah, I don't really like bad movies. But yes, you do. everyone does. <laughs> the Killer Tomatoes movies. I've actually never seen a single one of those. I, Man, they're bad. The, they're bad. The first one I, I, I just find funny for some reason, but the second one I find freaking hilarious. It's got George Clooney in it. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's in his, like, Right after Facts of Life days, so you still got the the Ro- big hair Roseanne. going and everything. <laughs> Mary George Clooney was in Roseanne early. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's odd that the Toxic Avengers and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes are both like B specifically bad horror movies, and they both spawn children's cartoons. Yeah, That's always yeah. It's very, very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Also featured in Muppet Babies often, uh, the Tomatoes one. Yeah, I, I remember I, the action figures they had. Yeah, the Return of the Killer Tomatoes is just hilarious to me. Yeah. So uh, next, next, uh, next question: Do you think studios uh, know these movies are bad, or do you think that they're putting their heart and souls into these movies, envisioning it's being a masterpiece? Uh, I think or, it breaks down. Like you got. I think nowadays depends on the type. Yeah, of that's movie. what I said. Yeah. Like to nowadays, stu- this question does yeah. not make as the much studio sense. knows what type of mood they're getting usually with the budget and the script. They know what they're putting out. out. Now, mm. I would almost say that every one of these movies you watch, the guy directing it, that's his heart and soul. Like he, you know, he's putting it out there. This I mean, is my chance. Yeah, exactly. Like here, here's my chance to make this movie. Unless it's like you know the fifth or this is a guy that just spits them out, but. Um, Definitely earlier in the you know like uh, the eighties nineties movies we talk about yeah. nowadays yeah if, if you're uh, making transmorphers you know what you're making like I think whoever made the wraith really thought that they were making a killer fucking movie they did make a killer movie yeah. I mean the movie's great but it's a bad movie what's love the wraith I was reading something the other day about um Roger Ebert um because he would he would um give his thumbs up or thumbs down 
to what the people were trying to do. So things like Anaconda got thumbs up because they were trying to make a ridiculous, fun horror movie. The thing is, everyone and they did almost everyone sets out with good intentions. Yeah, you know, and ninety percent of those people fuck it up. So I mean, that's kind of a dumb thing to rate things on, like, like what could have been. I don't know. Yeah, well, but but like they they set out to make this kind of film. They did that. Normally, a critic's going to be like, that was a horrible film. Thumbs down. But I, I thought it was pretty cool that he's going to be like, they said I like Jay Sherman, though. That was, like that was my Pat- favorite critic. That was a Patton Oswalt joke, you know? <laughs> it's like a... It stinks. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like... They travel around looking for gas and vehicles. That doesn't make any sense. No stars. <laughs> They Live is another one that I really like oh, that yeah, I'd forgotten I forgot about. about that they Live is, it has, I don't think it's arguably, I think it's true. They Live has the best fight scene <laughs> in cinematic <laughs> movie history. Like, I'm not joking. I'm not being tongue-in-cheek. I'm serious. Fucking when Rowdy Ex- Roddy Piper yeah. and Keith <laughs> David tear into each other that is the most <laughs> vicious fight i have ever seen in my entire life i'm pretty sure they really fought <laughs> they live is an excellent excellent one uh, this is this is a good example of one of these movies that's like kind of bad but really good and a lot of fun to watch um it's roddy roddy piper fighting aliens and no one knows that they're aliens he has a pair of sunglasses that oh, allow him to see that yeah. they're aliens oh, yes dude, yeah. that movie's yeah. amazing dude. it's but so see, like, good but that's i guess that's the real question is like when does it if it's a bad movie and it's good it's then it's a good movie <laughs> you know like uh like no holes bar it's a good movie well, yeah well what's that smell because yeah. <laughs> the other one um them I, it's an old 50s or 60s sci-fi movie about giant ants. I love that film. Like, it's I, horrible, but it, I love it. I mean, it's hard to say because John Carpenter did They Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very... I don't know his motives, but that's the same guy who did Escape from New York. Yeah. The Thing. And The Thing, which is my favorite horror movie, bar none. But when you and watch... also... Uh, what else did the fuck? He did Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I love that movie. They took it off Netflix before I could watch it. Big Trouble? Really? Uh, I've never seen it. Just I think I've got it. On PlayStation Network, it's yeah. worth the $4 <laughs> rent. But, um, I yeah. Think I think I might know. have it on DVD or Blu ray. <laughs> okay, guys, this question might be a little out there, but it's the last question. Okay. So if right. you hate this topic, <clears throat> you're on the home stretch. Good. <laughs> if you could make a bad movie. What genre would it be, and who would the podcast members play? <laughs> I think the easiest way to, is to like you know to it would do be the, horror, the bad I horror think. movie. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, would, I, I would do the political um, thriller. All the no, way. no, no. I would do uh, the ski resorts closing, and we got to save it. Movie. That's a pretty good movie. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. That that All right, is guaranteed <laughs> Let's hear to have an eighties montage. Exactly. Yes, Guaranteed. fucking teed. Yep. Cast us, man. We need to go co- what, what what will we well, play? Well Michael is obviously going to be the reformed prostitute. <laughs> no, I think I would be the With fat the party animal. <laughs> Who, who dies the John like halfway yeah. through? Yeah, I yeah. uh, see it. Like I think uh, TJ would be the rich guy buying up. Exactly, the <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking too. 
Oh gosh. I think that Nate would be basically like he would be the Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> of the Caddyshack with like the laser fucking putter from Caddyshack Two. Uh, I think Ray would be the uptight, uh, the uptight. Uh, God, what's that? Yuppie. Like you know, has a sailboat. He has like the really, the really short tennis shorts. I'm into it. I'm yeah, into I, would be, it. I would be the fat guy who parties too hard or dies way early in the movie. Yeah. For the ski resort movie. That's that's <laughs> my opinion. Man. I would uh if I was doing I would make a bad lifetime original movie. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. That, that would be mine. Uh, who who's the mom who drinks too much? Actually no, it'd be I I want mine to be more who modern. Gets raped? So it would be about a, an abusive relationship, Ray and TJ. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ray and TJ. Uh, who's the man? Who's, who's abusive? Um, obviously, uh, Ray's beating TJ. Yeah. yeah just because you gotta flip it over, because like in real life, TJ would be. Ray. Yeah, TJ would be the man. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you got you gotta you gotta. He's you know, too logical. Yeah. Um, Mike would be their love child, and I, I would be the social worker trying to save Mike. <laughs> That's really good. Really good. Um, man. Okay, so nerds who get beat. <laughs> Ray. You're the last. Come on, give me a genre. Who are we playing? I I feel like mine's going to be like a sci-fi horror film. Um, so TJ is going to be the um, the plant monster. Okay. In the movie, I, I I would think he'd be the scientist that was trying to warn us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the plant's gonna grow and get its own. It I, has a hunger. I don't know. I, I see TJ as a Frankenstein's monster type character. <laughs> yeah. I could pull that off. Um, fire! <laughs> so TJ is going to be the plant monster in the movie. We live in Florida. It's in swamps. Essentially, this is Swamp Thing too. Come okay. on now. All right, all right. <laughs> so who plays Heather Lockwood? <laughs> is the skunk ape going to come save us all? <laughs> Absolutely. Where's Jacob and um, all this? <laughs> So, uh, so TJ is going to be the swamp monster. One of us has to be a scientist. Nathan wears glasses, so obviously the scientist mm, that yes. gets murder raped by the trees. Yes, murder um, I'm hero. <laughs> well, I just want to be the guy that invents him. And like, then, then nah. Michael is the uh, probably the stoner dude that gets killed yeah. by the chick. That less than a year, and I have, I have I've gained that moniker of the stoner dude. Um, Blaze yeah. isn't here. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, no, Blaze, Blaze, is, Blaze is victim one every every time. <laughs> every episode, uh, even Ray, if it's a lifetime movie. Ray Blaze would be like the one. old hillbilly that like is in like <laughs> I told you yeah, guys, yeah. like who uh, you don't play don't with the play forces of nature. Science is evil. Yeah, yeah. You guys push the envelope. You're breaking the gods. <laughs> and now you're praying the price. <laughs> God will punish you. <laughs> the right. crazy ass preacher. Mike, we need your movie. For some reason, all I keep thinking of is Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say Nathan is the the hunter, Jack LaFleur. He's the bad guy. Okay. I would say Ray is the Bigfoot. <laughs> TJ is to wear my vest. TJ is the dad who's struggling between loving Harry <laughs> and keeping his job at the hunting at the at the, at the, at the ammo store. And I don't know. I think I think I would be the director. Uh, I was like, no, you'll be the station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> I would be the station wagon. Yeah, everybody, hop in, <laughs> pile in. We're going to the woods. 
<laughs> which is the perfect uh, gay rape scenario. <laughs> But I don't know why, but Harry and the Hendersons is what keeps cycling through my mind. So that's what we're going with. All right. All right there we go. Does anybody have any questions, any statements, emotional outbursts they want to conclude with this uh, topic? Final thoughts. Everybody watches bad movies. Just what level of bad movie do you enjoy? Yeah. It's true. Do you watch it by yourself? Do you watch it with friends? Do you watch it as an educational? Or do know. you watch it as... I don't know, Ray cut me off, so it's kind of confusing me. You can always watch Battleship. Great movie. <laughs> we'll be back to tell you guys goodnight in a minute. Yeah, we're going to fucking advertise at you and tell you to like Sinbad's page and everything. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a Sinbad update in a while. Sinbad update 107. <laughs> he still doesn't give a shit about being on the podcast. He, we got a official private message from Sinbad. It said, leave me alone. <laughs> that Actually, motherfucker owes me $100. <laughs> Actually, he gave us this, this nicely worded letter here that uh, says we are... <laughs> he gave us four free copies of Jingle All the Way and the Cherokee Kid. Which is arguably his best and only Western movie. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, well, that makes it up for uh, Nerds Get Laid. Right. I feel like this is a solid night. Like, like I like our podcast, but I don't know if it's because I created the subject or what, but <laughs> I am really liking it this might be episode. that quart of ghost that you drank earlier. I think it's the quart yeah. of ghost. No, I drink like a pint. No, of this one okay. is absolutely as shitty as the rest of ours. Yeah. No, fuck you. This is a good one. <laughs> hey, you Charles, guys are jealous. Charles said we need to give him a shout out. He's had a rough three weeks. Charles three Garrett weeks. Devereaux. Charles. Yeah. The best friend of every hot girl at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> we love you. Get muscles and stop taking funny pictures of cookies in your mouth on Facebook. Yeah. Be a fucking man. Yeah. Yeah, he's been uh, 21 days straight working. and What? Yeah, today is day 21. We so. need those free so that steaks, means he Charles. Ma- he ma- and that means he made my roadkill the other night. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Good job. Charles, this is Nathan. <laughs> Quit that goddamn job. <laughs> Go to Walmart, get $10 an hour. None of those girls are going to fuck you. Just work the night shift at Walmart. Nathan, why were you doing your best um, Luke Cage impersonation? That was like if Luke Cage was white. <laughs> this is Luke Cage's daddy. Frank Cage. <laughs> Frank, dude, that is the perfect name. Frank Cage does not fuck around. Frank Cage has got some serious shit to lay down on you, Charles. You need to get out that job now. Ain't no girl want someone to smell like steak and french fries. Mm-mm. Hell no. Nah. smell like french fries. Yeah. You need to get your ass a real job like a Dairy Queen. Come home and smell like a Frosty. Actually, I'm fairly certain he used to work at Dairy Queen in, like, in Live Oak. Yeah, Charles. Uh, 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 Go back to Live Oak. Put some 20-inch rims on your Ford Ranger. <laughs> Stop playing gay-ass hero clicks. And work your way up. Apply for management at Roadhouse. Stop being a pussy. Steak management. Charles. Girls fuck winners. <laughs> get yourself a Sebring. You get yourself a Chrysler Sebring or a PT Cruiser. Get yourself a nice suit from JCPenney's. And start, start laying dick down, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that is what we recommend here, Charles. You need to listen to what that old Michael does saying. <laughs> Lay that dick down yeah. and get you some pussy, buddy. Lay that dick down like a state employee laying down asphalt. Exactly. All day. Yeah, take take frequent breaks since you're a state employee. Yeah, show them that thing. Next time you at work, just pull it out. Show them and say this is what Charles got going on. Yeah, when they want more buns, when they say pull I out can- your dick and say. 
put this between your buns, babe. Yeah. You'll like, get laid. Charles, I need an eight ounce. <laughs> you pull out that eight ounce. Which is your penis. <laughs> eight ounces of raw penis. USDA American Choice penis. Blood-filled penis. rare penis. That's nerds to get laid.